Welcome everyone to the Ohave Torah, Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Pevav. We'll be finishing Perek Ketzatzolim Be'ezat Hashem. We are now on Pehe Amurbet at the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, Ever Sheyasa Miksato. If you have a limb, we mentioned this, this Mishnah previously. You have a limb of the Korban Pesach, and Yatsam Miksato, part of it left Yerushalayim. And part of it, is obviously, being that it's uh, it's attached to the animal. So you're talking about a case where part of the animal left the left the chova. The guy, I guess, the guy's carrying it past one of the gates of Yushalayim. Or his house is on the wall. Or his house on the wall. Uh, well, house on the wall. He's got to stick it out the window then somehow, and out the window, right? And some of it left. So you cut into the into the meat till you get to the bone. Right, vechot, right, vecholef, and then you peel around the bone. Achimigielapetik, you take off all the, you peel back all the meat till you get to the to the joint, right? And vechotek, and then you cut off the whole bone at the joint. This way, you're not breaking a bone because you're cutting it at the joint. Umukudashim, but if it's a regular korban where there's no isur shibidat etzim, not a korban pesach, then. Then you just take a cleaver, or in Mikey's case, you take a bandsaw, and you slice it right off right there. Good. Says the Gemara. From the the place over here, it says agaf. They translate in the article. The article as a door jam. The door jam is where the door lands after it closes. Okay. That's the spot in the door hole. There's a door hole. You look more, at that door hole over there. Yeah, it's a little more in. Yes, so that's called the door jam. That's where. That's they calling that the agaf. The door stops. Okay. Yes. Good. So from the door jam inward is inside. Mina agaf ulechutz from the door jam out is outside. The windows, the and the thickness of the walls, kilifnim. So if you're in the window, let's say there's a window, like a thick window like this, and you, you put the, the korban pesa, piece of korban pesa where that koracha is, you're good, because the windows are in the chomot of Yishalayim. Is that clear? Mm-hmm. Good. It also works for tefillah like that. So if a guy's standing during praying, and he's standing in that door jam. He wants to pray Amidah. He's with the Minyan. That's Rabbi Shulam Rav. Upliga de Rabbi He argues on Rabbi Shulam Levi. Why? Because Rabbi Shulam Levi holds, Afilu shen barzel ben Yisrael Even a iron wall, even if you're behind an iron wall, there's no difference between the Jews and their father in heaven. Therefore, the door jam is not a problem. So now, what exactly they're referring to is a machloket. It's, uh, uh, there's some people who say that means that if you're outside the room, you could join a minyan. Toswood holds that you can't join a minyan unless they could see each other. But, but according to that, he's talking about, let's say, a case he doesn't count for a minyan, but if there's a full minyan in the room, he's part of the then he could join that easier. Okay, good. Hagufakasha. 
Amarta mina gaf lefnim kilefnim. Okay, so we have a we have a gufa kasha, which means the, the very statement itself is a contradiction. Why? Because uh, the implication there's a contradiction of implications here. Baruch ata Adonai Yohenu Melech Haolam Shachol Niyavet Bara. Amarta mina gaf lefnim kilefnim. You told us that from the door jam inside the lefnim, that implies haagaf atzmo. But if you're in the actual door jam. That means you're outside. Sounds like sounds like from the from the agaf inside, but not including the agaf. The agaf is out. In my sefer, what about the sefer? The sefer says, "I mean, agaf uluchutz kilchutz." Ha agaf at small kilafim. It sounds like the the agaf is inside. But no kasha. Kan b'share azara, kan b'share yushalayim. So this actually the Mishnah is talking about two different things. When we said mina. Minha agaf ulchutz kilchutz, implying that the agaf himself is kilifnim. Right? That's talking about Sharei Yerushalayim. Because, no, no. Again, when we said, when we said, this one for. When we said, Minha agaf ulchutz kilchutz, which sounds like the agaf itself is fnim, the agaf is bifnim. Is referring to the Azara. And Yerushalayim, it's out. Okay? Is that clear? In, again, the real thing is that in the Azara, it's in, and the Yerushalayim is out. Let's see why. Why were the gates usually not Nitkadash, which means that when you're in the gate, you're out? Why did we make that? We had a reason for that. Because the people on Masora, anyone who has Sarat, they're not allowed to be inside the city. Now, if you have to be outside the city, it gets uh, it gets hot in the summer and it gets rainy in the winter. So what do you do? So you want to take shade under the doorway, the door gate of Yerushalayim. So if the rabbis would have made the gates of Yerushalayim as part of Yerushalayim, and the Mitzoraim are prohibited from taking shade in the doorway. Okay? In the summer and the winter, of course, the summer, the sun and the rain. Why didn't they include Shah Nikanor in the Bet HaMikdash? Because in Bet HaMikdash, there's a gate called the Gate of Nikanor. Now that Gate of Nikanor happens to be not Mikudash. All of them are included except for this one. Why? Because the Mitzorim were able to stand there. They're not allowed to be in, uh, in the Beit HaMikdash, but they could stick their thumbs in so they could put the blood of the Korbanot on the thumbs. But we see that Yushalayim is outside and, uh, uh, and the Azara besides Shashar Nikanor is inside and therefore everything is good. Now, we're now on the bottom of Pehe Amulbet. It says, The windows and the thickness of the walls are, we said, were inside. Amar Rav, Rav says, If you're in Yerushalayim, you should know that when you eat the Korban Pesach, you have to be on the ground floor. Because if you go to a roof or a second floor, you're not in Yerushalayim. We never, we never made it holy 
Whole, we never holified it. Just the land. Just the land. Airspace. We, we didn't holify that. Right. That's the, the Chidush of Rav. Says the Gemara, Eni, is that so? Didn't Rav say the name of Rebchia? Kizeta Pisra Vehelilia Paka Igra. It says in name of Rebchia that during the time of the Bet Mikdash, Rebchia, of course, did not live in the time of the Bet Mikdash. Rebchia is one of the uh, earliest Amuraim. Okay? But he's saying, and no, no Amura ever lived in the time of the Bet Mikdash. But Rebchia says, Kizeta Pisra Vehilia Paka Igra. Which means if you have when they when they were in the time of the Bet Mikdash, every they had such big groups that oh, they only had exactly they only had everyone only got a kazayit sized piece of meat. Technically, you could get a whole steak. Here, they only gave you a kazayit sized piece of meat, and there were so many people in the group that the sound of the halal paka igra would break the roofs. Okay, now they are assuming over here that if they're breaking the roofs, that means that the eating the korban pesach. On the roof, and you're claiming that you're not allowed to eat the korban pesach on the roof because if you took it on the roof, you left you to shemaim. So it's against Rav, and Ruchia is a student of Rav. Uh-huh. Uh, Jack gave a little move like this, which means he he knows this is not going to be such a strong question. Yeah, Since my love, the achli beigra, we assume it's talking about that they ate it on the roof. The amri beigra, and they said the halal on the roof. The Achli Bara, they ate it on the ground. And they said the Halel on the roof. So they ate downstairs. They went upstairs to say Halel. That's the end of the story. Any? Is that true? Vatnan, didn't we learn? And Raftirin Ahara Pesach Afikoman. You can't finish after the Pesach, in Pesach, Afikoman, with Afikoman, that means you can't go from group to group. So how can the people who ate the Korban Pesach downstairs go upstairs and say, Halel, they're not allowed to, can't go from group to group. You're not allowed to leave the group when you're eating. But if you go upstairs, it's not the eating, it's Halel time. Tashma, bring a proof. Abba Shaul Omed, Aliyat Bet Kotshak, Lushim Hamurami Bet Kotshak, Kotushim. In a way, the attic has a stringency than the Kodesh Kotushim. And the Kodesh Kotushim had an attic. There was a, 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 like if you ever see a picture of the Bet Mekdash, there was a, a, there's like a, there's like a roof. And after the roof, there's still more. Uh, area that it's like a rooftop area on top of the Kodesh Kodeshim. Okay. Shebet Kodeshim Kohen Gadol nechnas bo pamachar b'shana. Because in the Kodesh Kodeshim, the Kohen Gadol can go in once a year. Valiyat bet Kodesh Kodeshim enechzim la ela pamachar b'shavua. You can only go there once every seven years. Va'am la others say pamaim shur. Some say twice in seven years. Ram la pamachar b'yovel. Some say you can only go once in fifty years there. To see what it needs, to see if it needs any repairs. Mm-hmm. So here's a room. No one's allowed to go. And they're only allowed to go once in a yaival for maintenance. For maintenance. Just, let's, see what, let's see what it needs. Like, you know, I mean, you know, you have a guy. My grandfather was the guy who went there last time. Oh, wow. Your grandfather. Yeah, when was that? That was, that was uh, yeah, 50 years ago in uh, 1970. Right? Okay. 
you know, it's like guys going to the moon. The last time someone was in the moon was 1972. No one's been there. You know, you tell a guy, you meet a guy who went to the moon. There's no guys who went to the moon. Okay? Amar of Yosef. So, oh, so what's the question? You see that the upper part of the Beit HaMikdash still has, uh, has Kiddushah. So we're figuring if the upper part of the Beit HaMikdash is Kiddushah, so does the upper part of Yerushalayim. Amr of Yosef. Mehechal nakum v'netev inish. Shani echal. You're asking a question from the echal? Shani echal. Tekhtiv v'yitain David l'shlomo et tavrit ha'ulam v'et beta v'genzav v'aliyota v'chadla v'adpanimit v'beta parochet. It says that David gave Shlomo the architect plans for all the parts of it. Everything written from Hashem, and therefore, since He gave it to Hashem, that's that's why it's holified. But you can't compare that to the attics of regular places. Okay. Tashma, we learned in a Mishnah. If you have Places in this is bringing a proof from the Mishnah talking about the Lishkas. Lishkas are the rooms in the Beit Hamikdash, uh, around the Beit Hamikdash. Okay, so they right and they open up Lachul. They open up to areas that's not holy. Tochen Chul v'Gagotem Kodesh. So it says the insides are Chul, and the roofs are holified. So. If you have this chamber that's built at the edge of the of the azara, and you can't get in from the azara, you can only get in from the outside. Now, since the outside is called uh, regular holy, it's not as holy as the azara, right? Because you can't do any avodah over there. Now, these chambers only open to the azara, only open to the azara, and therefore they're not so holy, right? But the roof of it. Is like the Azara. Okay? But we're asking a question. You see that the roof is holified. Okay? But it says, That's only when the the karka of the gag, which means the roof of the gag, was level to the floor of the Azara. It was on a mountain. And therefore, this was a low uh, room. And you could get in from the outside, but the roof was flat. Therefore, it was like an extension of the floor of the Azara, and that's why it's holified. But no, really, the gagot are not holified, and everything is still good. Mars says, Iachi, if that's what you're claiming, that's talking about such a roof. Ema Seifa, what about the end of the bright, of the Mishnah? It says, Binuyot Bachol. If it's built in the regular area, Ptuchot la Kodesh, and it's open to the Kodesh. Tochen Kodesh Gagotem Chol. Then the inside is holy and the Gag is Chol. If the whole thing is talking about when when the 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 Gag is when the roof is equal to the Azara, then Havala Mechilot. Then that means the tunnels. Says, we're assuming you're, if, if the rooftop is level with the with the with the with if the whole thing is talking about level rooftops, that means if it's opening up to the to the to the to the, to the azara, it's got to be opening up underground. And we know that the underground is not sanctified; it's not holified. Kikam 
פתוחות הרביים, פתוחות העזרה, זה otherwise, כי תניה היא פתוחות העזרה. So when we said that, Rabbi Yochanan said that the, ground, that the, the tunnels under the Beit HaMikdash are not holified, that's talking about tunnels that open up to outside the Beit HaMikdash. Which we said these are, huh? Well, no, these are opening. We, the first thing we said on top was uh, these, you can't come in from the outside, you can only come in from outside. Okay, let, let's go back. Let's see, we said. Uh, Wait, so where was my question? Well, let's see. Okay. Tanya, didn't we learn to be down there? Mechilot mitachat ha'echal chol. Under the echal is still chol. Right? Where it says, Ki Tanya, he should petuchot the chol. That's if they open up to the chol. If they open up to the harabai, but not to the, not to the azara. Okay. Let's bring another proof. It says It says that the roof of the Hachal is Kodesh. That's straight up against it. The end of the brighter that we just brought says Gago Kodesh, that the roof of the Beit HaMikdash is Kodesh. What do you do about that? Where it says Vitizbra. Is that a question? We said, Gagin Halalu, So it sounds like they're not holy. Because it says, that you're not allowed to eat a Kodesh Kodeshim over there. That means it's not the Azara. If it was the Azara, you'd be able to eat holified korbanot. Kodesh Kodeshim can only be eaten in the Azara. That's the animals that are eaten by the Kohanim in the, in the Beit HaMikdash. And since you can't eat Kodesh Kodeshim there, and you can't slaughter Kodesh Kodeshim there, that means it's not holified. If you're like, Kasha Gago Kodesh, then how can you say the word? How do we say before it's Gago Kodesh? Amar Avchia, Amar Avcham Bargura, Le'otan Shte Amot. It's uh, it's Kodesh only for the fact that you're allowed to store there the two Amas sticks. They used to have measuring sticks that you're allowed to store there. So it's like partial Kodesh. Yani, it's holy enough that you could store these measuring sticks there, but it's not holy enough that you could actually eat the Korbanot over there. Okay. It's not, because we learned in the Mishnah. Shte Amot Hayu Bishushan Abira. There were two Amma measuring sticks in a place called Shushan Habira, perfect for Adar. Now, of course, the way we call it Shushan Habira, it can't be in Shushan, because Shushan is not part of Israel, and this one's in the Beth Mikdash. So why do they call it Shushan Habira? They call it Shushan Habira because they had a picture of Shushan. It's obviously the second Beth Mikdash. What? Obviously in the second Beth Mikdash. And the reason why the picture of Shushan is because they only built the second Beit HaMikdash. Because, no, because the king of Persia let them build it. So uh, to show them that they have loyalty to what's it called, they have a, a place in the Beit HaMikdash with a picture of Shushan. I guess the Shushan skyline is very, very uh, uh, noticeable. Okay? So this place, so they have two Amor sticks were there. Achat al-Kerem one in the northeast corner, and one on the on the southeast corner. The one on the northeast corner was a little longer by a half a finger. And it was also half a finger longer on, on, the, on the southeast corner. So we see it's longer than Moshe by a full etzba. Why was one bigger and one smaller? 
This way, when someone would do work for the Beit HaMikdash, he takes the contract from the small ones, and he returns according to the big ones. In order to avoid milah. So in other words, if, they, if, if people in the, in the Beit HaMikdash, let's say we hired you to make a one ama uh, um, stick, or one ama keli for the Beit HaMikdash, and you take gold from the Beit HaMikdash. Now we are worried that you might be over the Yisrael Milah if you don't give us, give us the gold for the right size that you, that you contracted for. And if you give one, uh, one hair feather less, one sesame seed less than you're supposed to, you're in trouble. So in order to avoid that problem, they have two sides of measuring sticks. You take the job from the small measuring stick and you return it from the big, big measuring stick. This way you don't get into trouble of Milah from the Beit HaMikdash. Okay? One for gold and silver, and one for construction. And therefore, either way, we see that only the measuring sticks are there, and they won't put over there any korbanot because it's not that holy. Maybe because they shushan, maybe because they put shushan, they didn't want to make it that holy. I don't know. So you see, the shushan is not really part of the Beit huh. you know, People in shushan think that they're part of the Beit HaMikdash. We're storing the sticks there. We're not eating korbanot there. Okay. Tanan. That's dangerous. Sounds dangerous to me. Tanan, we learned in a Mishnah. It says in the Mishnah, that we just learned, the windows, and the thickness of the wall, is like the inside, right? The, the windows, I understand. It could be, we're talking about windows that are equal to karka. So when we said the windows are, are sanctified, we're talking about windows that are on, on the ground floor. Good. But the thickness of the walls, the only way to get to the thickness of the walls is if you're on top of the wall. Top of the wall is like a roof. And you told me roofs are not holified. You could talk about a case of a low wall. It says that he he made a chel choma. There's a high wall and a low wall, so it seems like they have. They they also had a flat one, and they would let's say the, the thickness of the wall. The, I, I'm, the way I'm understanding is like this: you have a wall that's very very tall, and it's very very thick. Let's say it's two feet, three feet thick. So you can make over here a area that you could walk in, and you can make on top an area you could walk on top. So there's both areas you could walk on. We're talking about the low one, and therefore it's fine. And therefore the, we're coming out Lamaisa, It seems like that uh, Korban Pesach has to be on the ground floor. Yeah. So it's not a good idea to to book the highest floor in the Hilton. Yeah. I'm saying you gotta get, <laughs> you know, I'm saying going forward in Yerushalayim, you know, when when Mashiach comes, you think that okay, we have hotels, we have things. Guess what? You know, you get a view, get this. I'm just saying, you need room for all the people to be there. You need that room for the people to be there, and you have to discount all second floors. That's a lot of room. A lot, of, a lot of ground for this, but okay. Says the Mishnah, brand new Mishnah, and Bezat Hashem, this is the last Mishnah in the Pedic. Says the Mishnah as follows: 
שתי חבודות שהיו אוכלים בית אחד, if you have two groups in one, in one house, אלו הופכים פניהם הלך ואוכלים, these guys turn their faces in one way and eat, ואלו הופכים פניהם הלך ואוכלים, these guys turn their face in that direction and eat. והמחם באמצע, and you can have the hot water in between them. כשהשמש עומד למזוג, when the waiter goes to pour wine for the other group, קופץ את פיו, he closes his mouth, and he turns his face around, עד שמגיע עץ החבר until he gets this group, ואוכל and then he eats. והכלה הופכת פניה ואוכל, and הכלה turns his face, her turns her face to the side and eats. Now why are they turning their faces? Ah, so, why do they turn their faces and eat? Because, We don't mind if they look like different groups. Since they're registered... This is talking about, even though we're in the same house and we're eating the Korban Pesach, the fact that I'm not facing you doesn't make me not part of the group. So it sounds like it's, it's saying that even though all the families are sitting on two different tables and our table is not facing the other family, we're still part of the same Chabudah. And not only that, the waiter, uh, which you have, to, you, have a, you have to have hot water, they put into the wine to dilute the wine, uh, You could have it, and he's allowed to go there and turn his face the other way. So in other words, every waiter has to eat also. They're talking about Jewish waiters. So the waiters have to eat also, and they have to choose which group they're eating with. Therefore, when you go to group the other one, you have to stop eating. In order to avoid it, in order to avoid people thinking that he's eating with both groups, because the waiter is allowed to take a bite as he's going. So now, if he's eating with group A, when he goes to group B, he closes his mouth and he turns his face while he's serving them, and this way they don't think that he's eating, as, as like a hekar. Okay? And a kala could turn her face and eat. Over there, when we talk about a kala, sometimes she wants to eat sep- separate, right? Uh, because they're, they're shy. And therefore, she's allowed to turn her face and eat when she's a kala. Good. Says the Gemara, Matitin Mani, who is the author of the Mishnah? Says the Gemara, Yehuda, he eats Yehuda. Tanya Yehuda says, Alabatim Asher Yichlo Otamahem, says, on the houses that they eat them in. Okay. Milamed, Shapesu Nechal Beshtech Aburot. We see that Korban Pesach is eaten in two groups. Yachol Yehochel, Ochel Beshtech Aburot. You might think that you could eat it in both groups. Okay, so basically, you could have two groups for the Korban Pesach. Okay, the same Korban Pesach could be eaten in two houses. So if just because we're eating with the Zetunis doesn't mean we have to be in the same house. We could be in two different houses, but we're registered on the same Pesach. Okay? And... Uh, the shamash who eats a kezayit but next to the tunnel if he's smart if he eats a kezayit next to the oven he should make sure to fill himself up over there because he can't eat anywhere else you can't go to the other spot so if you have a, you have a, you have a, a waiter who was registered on a Korban Pesach and by mistake he ate a kezayit next to the oven because he ate a kezayit he can't eat any part of it in the other area where the group wants to be 
And if the people want to help him out, they could go sit next to him and eat, eat with him. So in other words, over here, when the, when the according to this, when the shamash eats the kezayit, he's stuck where he is. He can't go, go anywhere else because he can't go in two houses. Everyone else didn't eat yet. But this guy, like while he was roasting, he was tasting. Once he eats a kezayit, he gets stuck where he is. And everyone else will have to join him. It's on the houses that they ate in him. Holds that, you, that if you're eating, you're allowed to eat in two places. It says they will eat it, and therefore it's, it's every person. Therefore, every person could be in two houses according to him. You might think you're allowed to eat it into two groups, which means one person could join two groups. <coughs> no, Rashi says <coughs> that you could that the actual korban pesach could be eaten in two groups completely. You could have two mikomot, but not two groups. You can't join a new group. Let's get this clear. What's the argument? One goes with the Masoret, which means the way it, the way it is written, and the other one says the way Shimon goes with the way it's read. So, the pasuk says, "Bebayit echad yeachel." Let's see the difference. Sounds the same. Hold on. Ah, do you say, "Yeachel"? He will eat it. The guy himself is eating it, or it will be eaten. Do we focus on the guy, or we focus on the korban? Okay. So, according to the Bishimon, yesh em lemekra, we're focusing on the korban itself. And therefore, it can't be split. But once they start eating, you can go wherever you want. Otherwise, talking about the guy, he can't eat anywhere, and he's stuck wherever he is, and he can't go to another place. Okay, let's see the differences between the opinions. If the guys were sitting, <coughs> they made a mechitza in between them. According to the one who says that you can eat a Pesach in two groups, they can still continue to eat because <coughs> you're allowed to have two groups. According to the Bishimon, who says you can't eat a person in two groups, and Ochlin, then they can't continue to eat. That's what's going on. If they were sitting and eating two different groups, right? And then they got rid of the Mechitza, now they're together, right? According to the one who says you're eating two different places, then Ochlin, you can continue to eat. And Ochlin, then you can't eat. Over here, according to Buddha, you can't eat. Wow. Let's read the bottom over here. Oh, the way he explains it over here is like this: when you move the when you move the mechitza, each group got each group changed the changed the spot. Even though they're sitting in the same spot, 
they're in the same room, and therefore they're considered in the, in the, in the original spot also. Okay. According to Biruda, they continue to eat. Very good. Yativ of Kahana Kapashit Lemafshet. If Kahana was sitting and he was going through the halachot. Okay. You should have asked the question. What is it? it yeah. If it went up and it went down, what was the halakha? Right? Is it two is it like two places now? Or two groups, or it's not? So he says, Tiku, let it stand. We don't have an answer for that question. Take care, Jack. Hakala hofechet panea. We said that the kala turns her face. My time, why does the kala turn her face? Amar b'chibaraba, amar b'yochanan. Bneshi bosha. That's because she's embarrassed. She doesn't want to eat facing people. Okay. She feels like everyone's always looking at her, and she wants to. He wants to eat. Uh, uh, turn the other way. Here's the story. Rav Huna Brady Rav Natan Ikla Lebe Rav Nachem Yitzchak. Rav Huna son of Rav Natan came to Rav Nachem Yitzchak. Amolem Mashmach. They asked him, "What's your name?" Amolach Rav Huna. He says, "My name is Rav Huna." Amol Netev Mor Apuria. They said, "Please sit on the couch." Yativ. So he sat. Yavulai Kasa. They gave him a cup of wine. Kaba Bechad Zimna. He accepted it right away. Vishat and he drank it. Betrays him in two shots. And he didn't turn his face away when he drank. Why do you call yourself Ravuna? Amrule told him, That's what they call me. So Rashi explains that they, they, they're wondering why you call why he says his name is Rav Huna. You should introduce yourself as Huna. Uh, are you so? Uh, you, 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 you think you're a rabbi? He says, "No, no, don't worry. They they always call me Rav Huna. It's a nickname. Uh-huh. It's 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 even when I was a kid, I was Rav Huna." Uh-huh. That's one shot. Rabbi Chananel says that he already got semichas, so he could call himself Rav Huna, right? My tamaki amulah netiva apuria v'tavta. Why, when we told you to sit on the couch, did you sit yourself on it? You should say, no, I'm going to sit on, the, on a chair. Why do you think you're going to go sit on the couch? Right? They were just being nice to him. Amalui told him, whatever, you, whatever the Baal tells you to do, you do. And therefore, I did it. Why, when they gave you the cup, you accepted it right away? You should have said, no, no, thank you. Because they didn't tell him to drink. They just offer the offer the cup. They, he's, he told them that you could ignore a katan, but a gadol you can't do. Right. The, the story here is that since they just handed him the cup, so you they could he could have they could have said we didn't tell you to drink we just handed it to you therefore you know it's not it's not a question of saying that uh, the, the Babai told you to do it he didn't tell you he just handed it to you right. 
Answer is that, uh, but that, but but you can't ignore a gadol, right? My time Why did you drink it in two two shots? I'm a loser. He told the Tanya, If you drink a cup in one shot, then you're a guzzler. If you drink it in two shots, that's If you drink it in three shots, it makes you look very, very gaser It looks you makes you look very, very haughty that you're just sipping. So therefore, two shots is the right number. Why did you not turn your face when you drank? Which means people used to drink privately. Right. The Mishnah says only Kala does it, and therefore I don't have to do it. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, that's, a, that's a story connected to our Mishnah. Okay. He got to his house. Yavlu cast the game a cup of wine to drink. He took it right away and he drank it right away. Don't you hold like the opinion that says that when they give it to you, you're a guzzler? They didn't say that when you have a very small cup and your wine is very sweet and you have a very big stomach. I guess if you're a big guy, you can drink it faster. It doesn't look like you're 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 a drinker. Okay, Amar of Huna says, The people of the group could enter with three. and they could leave even at one, which means as follows. If you're in a group, okay, Rashi explains it's talking about a case where people hire a waiter and you're eating together. With the waiter? Yes. Okay. So if three people are ready to start the meal, let's say you go to a restaurant and three people got there, mm-hmm. then they could sit there and, st- and they could start serving, even though he's going to have to serve the whole meal again when other people come. Too bad, we, we're here, we're allowed to start. But if only two people came, one or two, then they could say, listen, I'm not, I'll, I'll serve you guys when... Uh, it is the moonlight, right? Is that why? Not because it's moon, just because it's just a money thing. Like, the waiter doesn't want to have to serve the whole meal twice. Okay. Every meal is there, a whole bunch of things. He's not going to come serve new hot food when the new guy comes, right? The, the food's on the fire. He's serving a plate of food to each guy who comes, right? And there's you know, uh, uh, appetizer, middle course, a thing. So he wants to come and bring it all out once for each time. He doesn't want to bring it out for a new group of guys. Get your whole group together. Right. Once you have three, you go out and make him come. Okay? They can leave even one at a time. Now, you can't stop serving even though, even though there's less than three guests left. You still have to continue serving, even if there's one guy. Because one guy might eat slowly. He can't just say, listen, the other two guys left, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm not, I'm not bringing you any water or any of this. I'm done. No, as long as one guy's still eating, you have to still work. These are waiter rules. Okay? Amar says, That's only if they came in a normal time. And that is only if the waiter notices them. And he t- they understood that he's going to come at that time beforehand. Meaning, 
<coughs> as long as they told him that some people eat late. Otherwise, you, you have to stop when the waiter could stop serving when the guy's staying too, too, way too late. I'm Ravina. They pay the waiter's salary. And the last guy has to give a tip. Has to add something extra. Which means... Even though he says he's going to do that, it doesn't mean that he has to do it for the same price. If the guy wants to stay, yes, he has to do it, but he has to. Under, he's understood that he has to get some kind of decent tip when he stays late. But we don't hold like Ravina. Rather, the guy, everyone pays the equal share, and they don't have to pay him anything extra. Baruch Hadran Alach Ketzatolin. will come back to Ketzatolin in the future. Baruch Adonai Amen. Okay, Aisha next tomorrow.